Hello and welcome to Get Into Games On Air, a podcast about board games and the people who play them. My name's Craig and joining me as always is Rebecca. Hi. Did you like that intro? No, because I don't like you calling me Rebecca. It was very good. No, there was only one person who ever called me Rebecca. Yes. And it's not you. It is now. And it was only ever when I was naughty. Well then stop being naughty. Hello everyone. Thanks for joining us on this fair podcast. Today is episode nine. Is it? Board wow. game backpacks. Board game backpacks. That's what we're calling it. Okay. And that sounds great. <laughs> Board game I backpacks. love it. And we're not even talking about backpacks. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you to everyone who listened to the last episode uh, about Aircon. And today we are continuing our journey on to board game conventions with how would you pack your games for taking to conventions? But before we get into that, we are obviously going to be talking about what has hit our table this week. And there's been a fair few games, some new, some old. We've got some new games in as well, exciting for next week, which will be nice as well. Um and then we'll get into our board game backpacks, or not so much backpacks, board game handbags, board satchels. game satchels, board <laughs> back, game board record. Game backpack sounds better. Yeah, I like the bit of alliteration on it. Yeah. Um. So, what are we? What have we? What have? What, what have we played? What have we done? What? What's? What's board game? So, um, Monday, Tuesday, we... happy days. Uh-huh. Wednesday, Thursday, happy days. Okay. Can I continue? Yeah. Uh, Friday, Saturday, happy days. Sundays, fun This is not days. what the people tuned in for. Okay? Bring it all back okay, to you. Enough, enough, enough. So, on Monday we played some... These happy days. <laughs> <laughs> right, enough. Okay. On Monday we played some... Bo- Board Game Arena with um, Games with Beanie. Oh. Uh, we played a game, well, we played a game of Pandemic. That's what we logged on to play, but Board Game Arena was playing up. So busy. we went onto the app and played Everdell first, and then we played a game of Pandemic. Yes. Quite cool. We had two Clock Tower games on Tuesday. Um, then we didn't really play anything for the rest of the week because. You were at work. I was at work. Um, but yesterday we managed to get a few new ones to the table. So we had been sent some games by Cosmos. So we played Ubongo Junior with uh, the kids, which they really enjoyed. Yeah, We've got Ubongo. Um, <coughs> That's a free sneeze for all the <laughs> listeners. I couldn't stop it. I tried so hard. But it, you're welcome. You're oh, we- welcome. <laughs> We've got Ubongo. We do. um, But for the littlest one, it's quite difficult for her to be on a level playing field with us. Yeah. But what's nice about Ubongo Junior is that it tells you which pieces you're going to need. And they've got little animals on them. And there's an easy side and a hard side. So she could have the easy side and we could all have the hard side. And so we could all play together, which was quite nice. And yeah, I, I, I quite like that. And I, like you can scale it up. Like we had the idea of like while they're try- while the littlest one's trying to do that, we for adults could be just like trying to use the sand timer to try and get through as many of the, as quickly as we can, get through as many cards and see who can win. So it was quite, yeah. it's quite fun. I enjoyed that. Um, we, uh, Cosmos also sent us Ingenious, yes. which is a Reiner Knizia game, which I had seen before and was interested in playing. Um, it's a puzzle game where you've got lots of different shapes and you... It's quite... It, the scoring's quite interesting because at the end of the game, the winner, you score your lowest scoring shape. Yeah. So you have to try and keep on top of all the shapes. When you put them together... Any that are in a line that sort of spread out from the one that you've put down, um, you score points for, don't you? But I just liked the interesting way that you have to work on everything rather than you you could go heavy on, I don't know, say Blue. red stars or whatever it is. Yeah. 
Um, but then if you don't score on the others, you'd score on no points or one or two points. It's a real, so it, yeah. It's, I, I really like the puzzle of it. It re- kind of reminded me we've been playing, we also play Take It to the Limit from Burley Games, mm. um, which is like a pipe, you're laying pipes to score. It re- kind of reminded me that as far as scoring and the puzzle laying. Um, it's really good. I really like the puzzle. I'm My only th- criticism of the entire thing is the production. Well, I broke. You, I, I we broke, broke a, a piece, piece within, within two, seconds. two seconds. It suggests, or it shows you in the instruction manual, that the tiles, which are, did you say They're two like hexagons hexag- put together? Yeah, yeah. Um, can be slotted into the side of the side of the board. Yeah, it's got five and or stood six up slots. so that other players can't see which ones you've got. Well, I tried to stand it in, and ended up. Bending, one, bending of the one of them, yeah. Pieces. It's it such a tight. Annoying. It's a tight gap. Some of them are tighter than I don't know. It's my just my copy, but some of the slots were tighter, so I just wouldn't use that function. The board itself is very thin, mm. very very thin. Um, in the end, we just put them in our card. Yeah, holders. we put them in a the card holder. It worked exactly the same. And the game, it's a shame because like the game is fantastic. It's mm. just production that mm. for me is kind of let it down a little bit. Like. I don't know how much, obviously, being sent it, which is lovely for Cosmos to do that. Um, I don't know quite how much it actually costs at RRP, but... It's a great puzzle. It's, a, it's a really good little puzzly game, and it's good for, for family a family weight. Well, our nine-year-old could play it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, um, we played another game called Monsters Outnumbered, but I'll talk about that later, I think. So... Yeah. Um, that's a really cool mathsy type game. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's really good, Ooh, but I'll maths. talk about it later. Yeah. And then, uh, we played a game of After Us. Yeah. Uh, which I do always love, although I never win. But I, yeah, I enjoy After Us. There's a, I have a, I think I, I generally have a similar strategy every time I play it almost within reason. Yeah, but it's, I don't even care about that. Like, it's so satisfying to make those cards join up together and then see what combos you like. I, yeah, I couldn't even care less about the score. I just like. Well, there's another game that we played today that's as satisfying as that. But like, it just feels good to do it, whether you're winning or not. Yeah. So after us is essentially Planet of the Apes, the board game. Um, so the apes have taken over uh, the planet. And you are a tribe of monkeys to start with, and you are trying to get tamarins. Yeah, you're trying to get more um, great apes to join your tribe. Um, And basically, when you're playing, you have you're allowed to play four cards in front of you. Just a deck builder. You 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 start with uh, eight basic cards. You start so you or ten basic cards. You have four cards in front of you. Oh, it is eight. Yeah, and then you put the cards together, and when it builds a complete box you gain the resources based on the box um and then you spend those resources to buy better apes for your tribe um and and things like that and then you buy and you upgrade your your deck you get rid of like the weaker things like a normal deck builder would do and it's just really satisfying the components everything's vincent Mm. dutre art so the art quality is top notch it's sort of out of this world in that way um it's just it's just going from four basic cards where you can do virtually nothing. Yeah. I mean, you can get a few resources. But then you buy those level two cards and suddenly you're like, and I can do this and I can get this and I can combo that. And now I've got three of those and I can get, oh, my God. I love yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's the way it just builds and builds and builds and it just gets quick because it's a pure race to 80 points. So in like that space-based style that you're trying to upgrade your things and then you, you can yeah, combo more just, stuff together. Yeah, I love it. And then we just got back from a lovely games day yes. with uh, Jenny from Board Game Family, Family UK. UK. So that was really nice. So we managed to play Potion Explosion, which we have played on VGA before, but we've never played in real life with the actual marbles yeah and oh that is so satisfying when you take 
a marble and then the next one's clanked together and you can take both if they're the same colour. Oh my God, I loved it. Yeah, it's so, it's, it's very satisfying. It's lovely to play with nice polished balls. Um, but uh, <laughs> the, yeah, just being able to fulfil the potions and then the potions give you a little benefit. Yeah. Then you can combo together the potions so you can gain marbles out of the thing. Then draw them out. Yeah, it's just so good where you can just... Keep you completing. were getting some amazing combos. Yeah, you were like, and just, now I can do this again. This. Yeah, so yeah, I had some. So there's a potions that allow you to re re take the power of another potion again. Mm. So you could draw. You could get loads of marbles and just keep on fulfilling stuff. It was yeah, it was really Honestly, satisfying. It is a bit gimmicky, but you know, it's cool. It's got you know uh, five like runs for the marbles to yeah. go into and then you can take from one of those um yeah and it's, it's it was just very very yeah cool it's, i liked it it's a really good look. i think we might be buying it it's definitely going it to be, be on the list. it's on the list and then we played another game which we've also played on bga but never in real life which was tr- tranquility yeah um that's really nice um well it's to do with numbers again you have it's anything a but tranquil, I'd say. Six by I feel like six by six. Yeah. Yeah, it is six by six grid. grid. And you have to place out the numbers one to eighty, but you're not allowed to talk to anybody. Um yeah, you can place the numbers wherever you like, but if you place um say there was a twenty five on the board and you place a twenty three next to it you have to get rid of two of your cards. So you have to think very carefully about where you're going to place the... Um... You have to hedge your bets because there's obviously one of each number. And if you discard the one that you, like we did, yeah. we discarded the number 77 and it was the we one didn't. card... It was in my pile. Oh, it was... We yeah, had, had, run, we had <coughs> run, run out, out. of yeah, cards. But, um, it's like a nice puzzle. Is anything but tranquil because you're like, oh, no. Yeah, it's quite... It's but, um, and also... When you lay the start card, you all have to agree to get rid of eight cards, don't you? Yeah. And then you have to manage to finish with a finished card. But obviously, if you get finished cards early on, you don't want them in your hand because that's wasting space. So you might get rid of some finished cards and then no one might have a finished card at the end. Yeah. It's um, it's a good one. Yeah, definitely. We also played ecosystem savannah which is a new one that yeah we we really <coughs> like so we introduced that to um, really good jenny and mark and we played carcass on the winter edition yep because why not play a christmas game in march i say which i'm i don't know i found it a little bit more complicated to see the actual differentiation between the like yeah. abbot is it the abbots abbeys and, and yeah, yeah abbeys and um, yeah, not the abbey, the abbeys and the town. It, 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 it didn't seem as clear as the, the snowy white board kind of makes it, yeah, it detracts a little bit from it. But um, then um, they had some Santa meeples and some snowman meeples, and I played with snowmen, and that was quite satisfying. Yeah, yeah, and but, the Santa meeples were great. Um, yeah. And then we played a game of Copenhagen, which is a tile. Like a Tetris type tile yeah, it's laying a polyomino tile laying game, which we decided which, is a bit like Ticket to Ride, yeah, in that you're collecting cards to then use yeah, you're, to buy. You're collecting cu- groups of colours to buy. You're basically you have a you're building a a, a building in in Copenhagen, in Copenhagen putting which win- are known windows for their, in like colourful buildings. Yeah, and then you are spending you're drawing up cards that have to be next to each other on grid, um, and spending. X amount of the same coloured card to buy the sh- a, a shape that has that many, essentially that many squares of the value. And then you're putting it in your building and you're scoring for uh, columns and rows and, and you get extra points if those columns and rows are complete with just windows. And you can um, get bonus powers, which then allow you to do multiple yeah, things. When you cover like a, yeah, and then it's got a cool like, the score track, and again, that's a race to twelve points. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got little little mermaid um, statue yeah, meeples, um, and then there's like an end game trigger where the little mermaid herself is in the deck. And then when you uncover that, so you go through um, the pack of cards twice. Yeah, um, but the second time you put the mermaid into the last nine cards, so you know 
whereabouts it's going to come out, but you, you can't be certain. Yeah, you shuffle it into the nine cards. So it could so, be yeah. right at the end or it could be right at the start of those nine cards. Yeah. And that triggers the end and whoever's in, whoever has the most points when that yeah. comes out is... As such, as it's a really sad. That's another one we played on BGM. That's the first yeah. time we played it in the real. That's a really satisfying game. So that was um, really cool, and I would highly, highly recommend that if you enjoy tile laying games. I think that it's, yeah, it's on a got that kind of because uh, patchwork simplicity to it. But, but also, it's quite complex because different colors have different shaped pieces. Yeah. So you could go for the purple cards, but they're all straight. straight. Um, and then the blue ones might be more kind of... A mixture of... L shapes or whatever. But you do have... It's not just about what's... A, you, can, you can only pick two cards each time or build something. Yeah. And the two cards you take have to be next to each other. So it's that kind of, do I take two purples, but is that going to fill my grid up how I would like, or is that then going to leave me with a gap? It's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really nice is it, and, is, and because it's a race to just 12 points, it feels really tight. Like, you're never going to finish your house. You're never going to, like, what way do you start building? Yeah. Do you start building straight up? Do you go for columns? Do you go for rows? Because columns will give you more points because obviously they're longer than the rows. But do you do, do you go for that, or do you try and cover these things to get your bonuses mm-hmm. because there are ways of like, again, comboing together moves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a pretty sweet, like again, a combo on that one where there's a special tile that lets you draw cards and play at the same time. And I managed to draw cards, play, cover a symbol, reactivate my cards again. So the next turn I could basically do the same thing like twice in a row, which is quite powerful. Um, didn't help. I lost the game, but um <laughs> Yeah, but it feels. It just makes you want to play it again and again. It feels good when you're doing it. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's oh, it's so good. I would. That would be. It's a queen game, and I'm not always. That the queen games sometimes for me don't always hit the mark. We used to have Kingdom Builder, which for some people they love. For some people, there's nothing wrong with Kingdom Builder. I just think we grew into more complex strategy games, and it would in. It didn't appear to be too difficult once we. We yeah, we got Kingdom Builder when it was a fine game. Early in, it was like one of the first games we got. Yeah, and it felt really complicated. And then we tried playing it, and we were like, okay, this is not complicated. But yeah, so yeah, so all in all, after the weekend, we'd actually played quite a few games. Yeah, but not so many in the week. Yeah, it was good. It was a good yeah, a good finish to the week. I always like it when you get to play, so. Games you've enjoyed on BGA when you get to play them in real life and then you're like, oh, this is so much better. Because I, I, I did enjoy Tranquility and Potion Explosion online, but it, yeah, you can't yeah. beat the real thing. I suppose it's like reading a book, isn't it? You know, when you watch the film, it's not the same as reading the book. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was good. It's good. And we've got another few games days lined up next weekend, so that'd be nice. Then oh. after that is Aircom. the Aircon, which we've managed to twist some people's arms to make them spend money and buy tickets lastminute.com, <laughs> uh, which is always good. I do believe there are still tickets available, so yes. if you are thinking about it, yeah. do it. On that. And if you show. are wondering how to, which games to take to the convention, well, this we've is where we've got we'll... the games for you. Distilled? No. Um, Scythe? No. Uh, encyclopedia. I'm not no, just. I'm not just staring at the wall behind me, going. These are the games you should take. Honest. So we decided we'd set ourselves a little bit of a challenge. A challenge. Yes, this is a challenge. And um, and you can join in too. We called it the what board game board game backpack, backpack for no apparent reason. Except we haven't used backpacks. This is true. So you have filled a satchel full of games. I have a Star Wars record bag. It's orange. That makes no difference of the sizing, but it's just a normal record bag, a shoulder bag. I think it's called record bag. You might not call it a record bag. You might call it a satchel. It's anything but a backpack. It's a shoulder bag. It's like a man bag, <laughs> handbag for men. Okay. It's a bag. That's rectangular in shape. Yeah. This one's orange and it looks like uh, Luke's X-Wing. Um, it's a visual. It's not a visual medium. We have to explain exactly what okay. this bag looks okay. like. It's orange. It's, it's a satchel. It's orange. And 
I don't think the fact that it's orange makes any difference it's to how many like games Luke's, you can fit in. It looks like Luke's We did originally discuss uniform. doing a suitcase, a small suitcase, and us each filling it and seeing what we would take. But we decided that potentially at a convention, you're not going to want to take a suitcase round with you. Yeah, so we've gone for practical. Yes. How could you transport your games? Um, in an orange satchel. <laughs> <laughs> in a bag, should you wish to take games to a convention? And I have gone with my um, R2-D2 lounge fly bag. Yes. Handbag, which is quite small, but yes. I have managed to fit quite a few games into it. Yes. So, um, I think you're going to go first. I'm going to go first. What games you I'm would take, take in your satchel. orange satchel. And then I will do that. Um, did I mention it's so, orange? Yes, it's orange. Yes, it's Star Wars. Yes. Thank you. Okay, so what would you take to a convention in your bag and why? Distant, right. Okay, <clears throat> so in my bag, I have got, I think, six or seven games. How exciting. But let's have a look. So... I'm just going to reach in, and then I'm just going to grab one. So first of all, um, I have got, uh, because I've got limited space, because it's only a small orange uh, bag. It's quite a big. It's quite, it's large. It's big enough. Um, I've started off with My Gold Mine from Cosmos Games. Uh, My Gold Mine is a pure push-your-luck uh, game where you are dwarves uh, mining for gold. Uh, obviously, because it's called my gold mine. Um, and as you're turning over card or drawing cards, underneath the cards you're drawing, uh, there may be a dragon. And then there's this really cool mechanic where you just turn the tiles over, and the dragon is, like is moving through the mine, going towards you. And you basically need to push your luck, like how much gold you want to collect, and then you really want to try also try to get out of the mine as quick as possible without, well, not as quick as possible, but with as much gold as possible, but without the dragon eating you, because then you lose all your gold. You play it over three rounds. It's a wicked game. Uh, it was huge, huge hit last year for for Cosmos, and I think um, why it's did, always so popular. Why did you decide to take that? You would want to take this to the convention, though, specifically. Um, I wanted to find a game that is relatively quick, that's small and small enough that I can fit in my bag. Mm-hmm. Um, is relatively quick, but can be played with as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like the key because a lot of the time you'll bump into people you know or you, your friends and stuff like that. And also it's it's kiddie friendly, so I can play with the small people. Um and also I can play with up to six players. Yeah. So six of us can get around the table, play this really silly game, have a laugh, nothing too serious, nothing too strenuous. People who've never played it before, it's a really easy, very quick rules overhead. Um and off we can go. Nice. Good start. Um, What's next? Next up, um, I have chosen uh, to bring Zuli, the fierce and friendly card game from Zuli. Uh, um, Is that the company? No, it's for Unfringed Things. Um, So Zuli is, a again, a one to six player game. It's relatively uh, light rule set. You are trying to build a zoo. You have a a hand of cards, uh, depending on your player count, is how many cards you have. You keep a card and then you pass the cards around, the cards around just in the circle, I like games that do sushi that. go style. Yeah, because yeah. um, it feels like you have to really make that choice. Am I going to take this now, or am I going to potentially leave it to come back round, yeah. or is somebody going to? Or you're going to give it to someone else and I then like they're going to use it. Um, so yeah, you, with Zuli, you have to have enclosures that can have specific. Uh, a specific volume, a specific number. Yeah. Um, depending on the size of the animal, takes up space. So you might have an enclosure that's a six, but if you have an elephant, that is a six. Some animals can't live. With yeah, each you, other. you can't have a predator and uh, a, a neutral animal, a good animal, and a. a it sounds angry, complicated, angry. but it's really not. It's Ark Nova the cargo. No, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah, it's, it sounds a bit a bit it's complicated. It's crunch- oh, the card art is very like cutesy, um, but it's a lot crunchier than the card art kind of. Uh, yeah, when we have. first got this, I thought it was for children, but definitely not really. Oh, yeah, I mean, this says eight plus on the age thing. I think I've... they probably could play it, but it's a bit of yeah. A bit they of... could play it, but the strategy part of it, yeah, yeah, you need to be a bit older. 
And What's next? Next up is another, uh, it's a wonderful play game. It's something for when you have a little bit of a break or lull, or if you're just having a bit of a sit down, a quiet time, you want a bit of alone time. Um, if you've gone on your own or if you're with just with someone, you can just sit down and just chill. Um, I think it's always good to have a roll and write or a flip and write on you. Um, and there was a load to choose from. Uh, but one that is very satisfying to play that I've chosen is Ganshon Clever from uh, Wolfgang Walsh. It's just a great, great designer of all the board games. Um, and in Ganshon Clever, you're rolling dice. You are selecting dice and then your opponent selects a dice. And so you're all getting you're all getting to do something every single roll. It's not just a case of you roll, you do stuff, I roll, do stuff, um, you basically take what's left. Um it's got some really satisfying combos as you're crossing off different areas of the board. Do you know you what I'm hearing that. in this podcast? We like combos. I love a combo. <laughs> I love a combo. I love um, it when you can do something and then you can do something else. Yeah, it's just a really satisfying little roll and write. So yeah, Ganjon Clever, I think uh it's it's basically if, if you enjoy if for people who don't know the roll and rights don't know that specific game that well. I think if you are a Yahtzee fan, if you enjoy like the idea of, of Yahtzee rolling and just ticking off boxes to score. Um I would also say that for conventions, you could probably cheat. So the box is a lot bigger than the things inside it. So essentially, you could take the six dice and, and you third. could laminate some sheets and then you'd be good yeah. to go. Wouldn't you? I think, yeah, I mean, that's one of the things about all convention packing, which is probably what I should have said at the beginning. You don't, when you went out once to a, or did it, we went out once and we basically yeah and i just dispensed certain yeah bits code names bag, yeah. was just full of the code names box because obviously it's notoriously an empty box uh was just full of about three or four yeah. board games i think that's another podcast for another day but that's the best way to Coming really to yeah just just take everything in one big box yeah it makes life easier what's next Next up is a one-to-four-player cooperative oh, what's game. What's next? The bag has fallen on the floor. That's the next thing. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a two-to-six-player cooperative game by Kevin, Kevin Hamano with art from Beth Sobel, and it is Kites uh, from Floodgate Games. Kites is a fantastic, cooperative, relaxing time flying kites. Um, it's not relaxing at all. No, not not at all. It's, it has nothing to do with um, any form of relaxation. You are using sand timers that are, in this uh, example, are the are the kites. Uh, you start by turning a couple over. You drop everything on the floor. Uh, you start by turning a couple of a couple of t- sand timers over. Then every time you play uh, a card, you have to turn over the sand timers of those specific colours. Um, and then you have to basically work through the entire deck to get all of the cards played without any sand timers running out. Running out. It's very stressful, uh, but it's really, really satisfying when you complete it. There are modular cards as well, like um, storms that flip over all the cards. There's an aeroplane that means... They don't flip over the cards. They flip, flip over all the sand timers. Yep, there's an aeroplane that limits communication. You can't... Um, discuss it's cards crazy. there's um uh something else as well Tor- what is it what is it is it t- oh, um, twisted lines twist- you m- mean yeah. you have to hand like swap your cards around yeah. um so there's loads of really cool little um actual we, modules at yeah first when we played it i thought um oh yeah this is going to be really straightforward it feels really very wrong it feels really straightforward to start but then, like, yeah, we've got loads of time. Oh no, it's all running out. And it's all I should start wrong. playing more. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, this is looking good. Like I, I'd come and play games with you. Good, because you're going to have to. <laughs> uh, What's next? Next up is one of uh, my favourite little card games. Uh, it's a two to five player game from Hachette UK um, or Studio H, uh, and that is Valbara. Um, I like this. Valbara, we played at UKG just this past year. I saw it online and I thought, this looks really good because I really, really like Libertalia. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Libertalia. The way it just plays is so good. But taking Libertalia in the box. But taking is Libertalia a bit, is a, bit a much, big old, it? big old chunky boy. But 
Valbara is using the same mechanics. You have 12 cards. Everyone has the same 12 cards and you have a hand of cards and you can play the cards down. You get a benefit off of the card that you've played um, depending on the order that you play the card in. Yeah, so you might not if you play it. So it will say things like if you're the first player to play this or if someone played an odd card before you. So it might be that you get a benefit. But you might, but you lose might out equally not. Yeah, so you get uh, you get points for the, the card that you play, and then you can also then you draw these lands that you're trying to create this realm in front of you. So you're drawing these lands from this land deck in front. Um, and obviously, the earlier you, you you can play cards, but then you can draw these lands up to get points again for the different types of lands or score differently. It's a really satisfying like points, and you is it like auto gaining these points? So you. It's not something you wait to the end of the game to see who wins. You've sort of you can see what's happened with the points, but the points are all face down. Yeah, you don't, you know, don't know. Yeah. You don't know what each other are getting and scoring because they all look the same. But it could be a twenty and a ten. Yeah, um, but it's really cool, um, and I, I really enjoy this game. And we don't play it. I haven't played it for a while. I think um, it's better with more players. We played it at like um, uh, we played it at four at UKGE and the board game Molycon. Yeah, yeah, we, we ran. We played it. It was better at. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just a very good, very good card game. Viking themed, really nice artwork. Um, yeah, really satisfying little game. Oh. Then I have also got in my bag another two to four How player are you game. These all in your just, bag? just by putting them in with, Did you with have my you hands. Put them in the bag. They're in the bag. Wow. Well, they're not now. I've taken them out the bag. Um. A two to, another two you to know, four player. You might have to actually take these because if you've said this on the podcast, yeah. people might be expecting you to turn up with your orange with my bag orange bag with, with these specific. That's games how they'll know me. Play. They'll know me from my get into games hooded jumpers created by the wonderful team over at Shirts and Merch. Go check them out. Not an ad, but but it is now. Um, uh, yeah, my You've next uh, choice. Oh, am I orange bag? Uh, my next uh, two to four play game. I actually played for the first time ever at Aircon 2023. Without, me. Without you, you were in. Because, no, I had to look after the children. Yes, and home. I ran away. And then the wonderful Sue from Board Game Good and her husband um, had just bought, they had just bought a copy of this game, Village Rails, a game of locomotives and local motives from Osprey Games. And we sat down and we played it, and I went, "This is bloody brilliant." So I went home and I bought it. Um, so Sue, it's your fault if you're <laughs> listening to this podcast. It's your fault, um, and it's great. It, it is. It has. Cool. It has like I don't know. Am I right in thinking like roll and righty vibes? I don't know. No, flip like, and right. Flip and righty vibe. So basically, you have a you have a a kind of uh, square that you've got the starts of rails in specific... It's four by four grids. Yeah, you've, of specific uh, landscapes. And then you're basically buying, taking cards to play, to play tracks with specific land types on them that all have kind of multipliers, combos, um, ways of scoring points. And then once you've eventually finished a track, you attach a ticket to that track Mm. um, to score more points, to earn money based on that track. So you score points, then you earn money, lots of money, moolahs. Um, And all the the different um, things, types of track have different objectives. And then there are other tickets that you can buy that, that you can get that give you more benefits and more points or rescoring. It's just a really satisfying, crunchy, thinky game. That in a very very small box. It's a very small box. Um, Um, It could could be smaller because the cards are double double sided. Double sided. Yeah. So on one side they have the terrain and the track, obviously, and on the other side they have the extra objective kind of of things. I like that when when games utilize yeah it also makes the game quite modular and the replayability because it's such it's a big deck of cards really and sometimes you're going to be using one side of the card sometimes you're going to be the other so as soon as you shuffle them up a couple of times the replayability of that game is just oh it's it's so satisfying we played it with two 
Mm, I want to say old. Uh, older, non-gamers, really. My mum and dad. Your mum and dad, yeah. Um, we and... found some funny duddies, we did. <laughs> some funny duddies. And uh, they re- and my dad really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah it's good with the trains. I think he had till he won. Mm. Um, no, but he it, did. It he one. did. Your your dad's. I've said that before, though. Your dad is a. Um, really? When he no, when he when yeah. he when he gets into a game, he's like, yeah, and then suddenly he wins every time, and it's like, damn it. And I say I'm a brilliant teacher because of that. I am always a little cautious though when you come back from places, going, we really need to buy this because I think, oh yeah, you said that the last ten times, and but you came back. To the hotel and said, "Oh, I just played an amazing game." And I was like, mm. "And then we bought bought it." And then I was like, "Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. you're right." See, some games are great. Yes, and I'm right. Like, uh, this is the last game I had in my one. in my uh, rectangular no orange bag. Um, the last game I've got oh. is a two to ten player game. Ten players. Ten players. Um, two to ten. Do we have? Ten people who want to play with us. Yes. Uh, and it is a game that is this year, I'm going to buy another copy of it. But don't tell Mrs. Game to Games. She'll... I'm right here. Okay. This year, I'm going to buy another copy of this. Uh, because this year is the 30th anniversary. Are you going to buy x 30 years of Six Nymphed. This Are you going is to a... buy the X one? Maybe one day. But oh. this, this game, this game was out... When I was nine years old, wow. can you believe it? Thirtieth anniversary of Six Nymphs. So, what are they? What is it? A special box that they're doing? They're doing a special box with special art and also a cooperative version of Six Nymphs. How would that work? I don't know. Oh. That's why I'll buy it and find <laughs> out. And I'll soon tell you. But right, so Six Nymphs is a game of basically you have rows of cards uh, and you are drawing. You you have a hand of cards and you're placing a card in the rows. And they have to be uh, higher than the card in front of it. But if you are the sixth card placed, you basically have to pick up all the cards. And if you've got loads of cards in your hand, you count the ball heads that are on the cards and you deduct that off your 66 points. And then when you're down to zero points, the game is basically over. You lose. You lose. And then it's whoever's got the most points left. Um, It's so satisfying. It's so good. We found a prof- the professional variant on BGA, which cards can be placed to the left or the right of rows. And my golly gosh, isn't it, it is, good? Yeah, it is one of those games that is incredibly frustrating, but also like so, um, I don't know, you just want to keep playing it because it's like, oh, God, I can't, can't believe you made me pick up all of those yeah. points and... And then another time you'll be like watching everybody else picking up points, and you'll be like, "Oh, I'm doing so well." Yeah, it's you just, you could it be flips. You could be time. having two blinding rounds. You've not lost any lives. You've still got sixty six points. Everyone's like getting battered for points and stuff like that. And then suddenly you have one round and you lose like thirty in a round, and it's like that was a terrible, terrible day. Um, yeah, I mean, totally. And wait, oh no, there's one more thing in my bag. Oh, that's weird. That's really weird. In my bag, there's a there's a leaflet. There's a leaflet in my bag. It's really weird. There's a leaflet in my bag for someone called Rent Shuffle and Roll. This sounds really cool because they they're apparently they um you can rent apparently you can rent board games from them. Um, it says like you can you can choose you can do monthly plans. You can rent games, uh, uh, and then you play them. Craig, you, you can Craig, send them back. Is um, they're called yeah, rent shuffle and roll. Craig. It's really interesting. And their website, what? Can I just stop you? No, well, I was, I was, I found some interesting information for the podcast. Yes, yes, thank the, you. So this no, leaflet stop, says stop. What? Stop. No, you know this. This is. Silly, okay. <laughs> what do you mean, silly? It's silly because silly? it happens every week. What are you talking about? The people who sponsor the podcast are Rent Shuffle and Roll. Well, that's weird because that's the same name on this leaflet. Yes. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. have you ever wished that you could try every game you want before you buy? Yes, yes, I have. Ever think you've got too many games on your shelf that you've only played a couple of times, ne- ne- or not ne- at all? Yes. Ever think, geez, I've run out of space again. I often that say, happened I, just on Friday. It's happened now. There's a pile next to the table. 
Uh, Rent, Shuffle and Roll can solve these problems. They save their subscribers money every month versus buying their new games, new or secondhand. Buy any game you love from your subscription at a discount and never have space issues again when you send all your unloved games back. Try a month at 50% off with code DITG50 and see the value for yourself. So this company here, Rent, Shuffle and Roll, yeah, at Yeah. If they're you went... in contact with you, you know who they are. So if... This is all a terrible ruse. If rent... if you go to that website, rentshuffleandroll.co.uk, and you use the code GITG50, yes. GITG50, get into games 50, GITG50, yes. you, you get 50% off the first month. Yes. 50% off. That is that is like half price. Well done. Yes. That's you half know the, the price. That's half the price. Half that, the price. Yeah. That is a very good offer to very do. So deal. what I would say. So if you come back from a convention and really fancy trying out lots of games like you would do at a convention. Then or you've seen games yourself... at the convention and you want to get a hold and yeah. go, I want to try that again before I you've buy that get again. Get yourself a subscription. Get yourself you? a subscription to Rent, Shuffle and Roll and head to rentshuffleandroll.co.uk and type in the code GITG50 and get 50% off that deals thing situation yeah, yeah. today Very and good. help the pod does it help us yes does it yeah yay do, do yeah what's in your bag what's in my bag well quite a lot really i can barely shut the uh <laughs> the zip. it's hemorrhaging the, the zip. Yeah. it is actually fully closed yes so i consider yeah. that a win it no longer but looks whether like whether i can get the games back in in a minute it looks like know. melted R2D show a little bit. So, what have I got in my Drum roll. bag of goodies? So, the first game right. that I would take to the convention is a game called Bandido. It's a tiny little um, box. And essentially, there is a thief. Or a, a bandit. A bandit. <laughs> who is trying to escape uh, the jail and you are trying to team up to stop him. You have cards that are like the track out of the jail and you have to try and block off all the exits. Um, adults, children can play it. Um, it's I find you can either do it very quickly or don't do it, it at all. <laughs> yeah, or it gets away from itself. Yeah. But it's one that's easy to teach. Um, everyone can understand it, and it's a good laugh. Yeah. In, even if you've had a few to drink, or you know you're tired, you can still get your head round it. I've seen people do a um, like play it with um, Bandida, the other version as well. Like sticking both together, that looks like hella fun. The next one, I'm not sure if you'd get through security, but. Hey-ho, <laughs> It's gun, the game! Um, I've bang, bang, bang. <laughs> decanted it from the box because it's easier to take it out of the box and it comes in a handy bag and it is Cluster. I love Cluster. Cluster is a circular rope and lots of magnets. Ooh. And you share out the magnets between however many people there are, usually one, two, to one to four. One to four, yeah, yeah. two to four, yeah. And you are placing them in the circular rope, within the circular rope, the confines of the circular rope, trying not to attract other magnets. And I've taken this to the pub before. We've taken it to board game conventions. It is fab. Mm, yeah. And you can take it in the bag and it takes up less space, which is why I have managed to fit it in. Mm. Uh, the next game I have got is another bag game. And it is a love letter game, and it is the Star Wars version. Now, I would bring the Star Wars version because I know you would prefer to play the Star Wars version <laughs> um, than the normal version. But again, it's a good card game. Um, it's quick to play. Well, you can make it last longer if you want to have more yeah. of those points. Um, it fits in the bag because it's in a tiny bag, and it's a good one to... You know, if you're short on time or you just want something quick to play with people yeah. that you've just met up with, um, it pretty much says on every card what each one does. Yeah, I think any of those love letter options are always really good. They play they play at high count. Um, they're small um, and they're relatively quick. There's a bit of deduction to them. Um, yeah, 
it's more card counting than deduction. But yeah, either the Star Wars one or the normal. I like the normal one. I like the Star Wars one because it's pretty. It's because Star Wars and Star Wars is pretty, isn't it? It is. So uh, this is the biggest game in my day. Yep. Um, it is Ecosystem Savannah, and this at the moment is my favourite ecosystem game. I don't know. I've fallen in love with the animals on these cards. This version of the ecosystem, as we've spoken about before on the podcast, is the one where I can see the ecosystem at work the most. Yeah. The original one, I I, I can't see the links between the animals. The fish one's fine, but I'm not that fish mad. Um, this one I like. You ter- you play out your cards. Um, some of the cards flip over. And that's to indicate that they've been killed by a predator, pretty yeah. much. And then there's vultures who, and if hyenas. they are on the top of a, a column yeah. of flipped over cards, they score you points. Um, I just think the ecosystem, the theme, comes across best in this version of ecosystem. It definitely works really well. Like being like, so you play all your cards out, and then being able to flip a card. When like a lion is eating, like you can see it happening. You flipped over the card. You know that animal has been eaten by the lion or attacked by the lion or whatever. So you flip that zebra or you flip that gazelle after the cheetah's got it, and then it's in the row of the vulture. And because you've got that flipped card there, you know the vulture. The vulture can come down or the hyena can move. It just but we we were talking about right. this in the car on the way back from our board game day today. In the original version. For some reason, I think it's deers. I may have got it wrong. But deer score for every column and row that they appear yeah, it is in. Deers, yeah. To me, that makes no sense. Why is the deer the one that scores that way? Yeah. In this You want no other deer in the same column but yeah. they're herd animals. So in, in this version, the tree is the thing that scores for rows columns and, columns. and rows. And that to me makes sense because you would have the odd tree as yeah. a shelter, a you casting know. shelter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It just for me it makes the most sense, and I now wouldn't necessarily play the original. I'd always want to play. Yeah, I mean, I've yeah, I think this is the best the best one. I really like it. I I know people say that the coral reef one is the prettiest one, um, but that's just because it's very colourful, whereas the savannah one is quite. Savannery, so it's quite deserty, and it's not it's not brightly coloured yellows and stuff. But it's it's a nice it's a very nice game. I love it. How it's many good. games do you think I still have in my bag? Uh, sixty three. Oh, okay. Um, no, I don't. Five? No, three. Um, but I thought I'm quite impressed because we've already had four, so yeah. I've managed to. And my bag is smaller than yours, so I'm doing well, I think. Um, the next game is another small box game called Draw Poulter. Yes. And this says, quickly drop only the necessary lucky charms in this palm coordination game. You essentially get five um, lucky charms. One's a ring, one's like sort of what looks like a cracker. There's a shell, <laughs> there's a key, and there's a, a square. A red cube. A red cube, yeah. Sorry, not square. <laughs> and um, it says, eerie noises wake you up in the middle of the night. Ooh, thud, boom. One by one, ghostly figures begin to appear from beneath your bed. You hurriedly grab all of the lucky charms that you have been collecting just for this kind of situation. Using one hand, will you be able to drop only the necessary lucky charms on command with no mistakes? It's time to push your palms to the limit. So essentially, you turn over a card. And it says you need to drop these four items. So you try and drop these four items quicker than everybody else and then pick up the ghost token, Um, which is fine until once you've picked it up and you're the winner of that round, you collect little bells. And then you have to try and drop the items without dropping the bells. It's incredibly difficult, um, but it is laugh out loud, really. Yeah, it's so good. It's it's. Yeah, and you've got to get five, and you're always like getting loads, and then you drop them, and you ended up you can end up with ten things in your hand, and you just yeah drop them everywhere. Um, and then I've got another small box game which is called Rafter Five, and um, this one says five rafters are collecting planks of wood to make their raft bigger. Try your best to instruct them to load the cargo into the raft. 
but be careful the balance of the raft extensions is important. If a person that is supporting the raft is moved, the raft will collapse all at once. Will you be able to skillfully build the raft and make it difficult for others to expand while also making sure you aren't the one to let it all fall apart? Will it collapse? Will it hold? Enjoy the strange balancing act in this brainy balance game. So essentially there are five very strange looking people, which mm-hmm. are the meeples, which you stand on these cards which are meant to represent the raft, yeah. which is fine at the start of the game. So yeah. they're all standing on a raft. Then you pick up a meeple and you place a piece of raft and you put your meeple back down and then you add a little bit of treasure onto the end of it. Yep. And then uh, the hilarity ensues because you start picking up people and bits of treasure can start falling into the um, ocean. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you think, oh, yeah, I've been lucky. I've been able to pick it up without dropping anything. And then, like, we had a game where I picked something up and the whole thing imploded. And it's it's, it's really just good, good fun. Everyone can enjoy it. It says age seven plus. There's one to six players. But it's, it's another good yeah. little box game. Doesn't take up very much space at all, um, but is great fun. Yeah, I really like Raft. Right? It's got that kind of pick-up sticks, but in the reverse. And yeah, they're both by Oink Games or Hachette UK. And uh, yeah, it was, they're just very satisfying little games. Um, I have one more game. One more game. And this is a new game to us. Hmm. Um, but it appeals to the maths teacher in me. Yeah. Um, and the parent in me, because it's going to help our children with their maths. It's called Monsters Outnumbered. It's in a small box, not a tiny box, more like an ecosystem type right. book, Slight, <laughs> slightly smaller than an ecosystem. Ecosystem? Ecosystems. Yeah. Yep. Is that what's good? Yeah. I have to start. You know, when you start to say something, it's, it sounds wrong. Yeah. Um, Actually, it's in like a Dirty Pigs type box because it's got that sort of magnetic connection. Mm -hmm. It's really nice. So you are building up a monster horde, I think they call it. And all of the cards have numbers on them. The cards, by the way, feel so nice. They're sort of plasticky, dried, glossy. Um, Some of them have ads on them. Some of them have multiplications on them some of them have divides on them and essentially you build up your monster horde so i might lay a three and then i might add a four so now i've got seven and you can either lay on your own horde or you can um, do something to somebody else's so say craig had seven i might then minus three off of his and you have nine i think it's nine cards and you're trying to score the biggest horde but obviously other people are trying to affect your score but you're having to work out the maths but you don't know i I felt like we played with alana and i felt like she didn't know she was really doing maths because it was in a fun yeah monster it's kind a of really game. good yeah so monsters outnumbered is um but it's good for adults as well sent across um from the states and it's yeah it's it's really good it's it is one of, like you said, I think the great thing about it is it's like you're learning, you're doing your homework, you're doing your maths, you're not realizing that you're quite doing the work that you're doing. Yeah. Um Yeah, and it's good. And it's it's a way to remember those those key skills Facts. of the mathematics. Yeah, yes. Um so yeah, so they are the games that I would put yeah. into my back. So they're that's a good a good range of games. That so people... between us, we were able to take fourteen games in two quite small bags. Yep. So and I think... have a range of games that we could play with. That's the thing people as well. We I think the other thing is with when you go to conventions, you can go with a uh, whole hope. I'm not going to spend any money, um, and don't spend any money. But I think also sometimes you can go, you can take big boxes of games with you, and then you end up buying stuff, and you've got double the amount to bring back i think last time we went we bought things like flamecraft and we, we might even take, bought planet unknown and we've always take far free. too much and end yeah. up taking it all the way there and never having played it so yeah i'd rather take small box games and play them multiple times yeah and also when you get some of them are quite crunchy there's quite a lot of thinking so even if you want to play something a bit heavier and that kind of thing and we, we're going to take kids with us so we're not really going to be in the probably the mindset to play some big 
meaty euro um, or anything like that. So it's probably ideal to have those smaller games mm. with fun kind of thing and be able to play with a multitude of different people to be able to enjoy uh, the games the most, really. Yeah. Um, so do we want to challenge the lovely people to have a go at Yeah, I, w- I want to hear what your board game backpack could be. Or handbag. Or, handbag, or, or orange Star Wars record bag yeah if you have um, the um r2d2 <laughs> lounge fly bag and you know, can you so, fit more games into yeah a short stuff board games yeah lucy yeah you can show all of your lounge fly bags with all the games in specifically in there plus thanks. if That'd anybody wants to send me more lounge fly bags yeah yeah have, absolutely i've seen a bb funko um, funko uh, a Fett one. yeah funko get in contact please uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh no the yeah i'd love to see some um of what games you take to conventions or if you are going to aircon or you are going to any board game conventions this year um i know there's a few over in the lovely united of the states as well going on um yeah just let us know what you would take in your bag um also if you fancy seeing us unbag them oh yeah online online then are we yeah, so doing a video? so we are going to do an accompanying YouTube video Ooh, to this oh. podcast. Um, Exciting! Uh, basically, we are going to unbox, unbag so the you games. Have the inside knowledge. So you have the insider knowledge. If you are listening to this, you're going to see the games in the flesh. Um, we might even take them out of the box. We might Show even you. go. Woo! Look at this. Uh, we might. Um, who knows? Uh, yeah. So we're going to do a com- uh, a companion video across on our YouTube channel. Well, um, your YouTube channel. We well, don't have my, an hour YouTube. My tu- oh, We don't have an hour of YouTube. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna do a. It'll be short. It'll only be five, ten, fifteen, twenty six hours. <laughs> Um, he says short, but I was only expecting this podcast to last half an hour, and we're at fifty-six you say that. minutes you say and forty that every seconds. Week. Shall we do um, a short one? He says. Shall we do a short one? I love it's words. The problem nice. is, I love words. I love sounding out the words and saying <laughs> the words. Yeah, and They've they switched off by now. they love the words too. Um, but no yeah, one yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'll never hear me say thank you for listening to this podcast. They never hear you say and game to game <laughs> yeah exactly uh but yeah thank you very much for listening to the yeah, podcast thank uh thank yeah. you for those who have left reviews please feel free to leave some more reviews on your podcatcher of choice it helps a lot tell a friend about the podcast share us on instagram on youtubes on facebook's on x's on twitter's on MySpace. What? On nobody uses um, MySpace now, do they? I don't know. Is there any others? Uh, what's Donald Trump? Truth so true. What's um, Donald no, Trump's one? That I one. Don't know. Um, you've gone off, whatever, you've gone whatever off platform you are, what on Itamas, whatever platform you are listening uh, and doing, please let people know about the podcast or the uh, YouTube video. Or the YouTube video. And uh, yeah, so that would be cool if you could do that. Send in some board game menus. We are having a lull. There's a lull of less board game menus. Yeah, but maybe they're not going to send board game menus now. They're going to send board game backpacks. Board game backpacks, confessions and menus. Whatever you like, send us it to us. If you've got any ideas for <laughs> we'll the podcast, <laughs> let us know. Let us know. We'll take anything. We'll take bank details, um, <laughs> <laughs> however you want. Uh, but yeah, again, and, and remember, and remember, yes. Remember to always lock the front door when you leave the house uh, because yeah, burglars. Burgl- remember to always remember, turn your hair straighteners off. Turn your hair straighteners off because you your house, house will burn down. Um, remember to feed the cat before you go out for a board game day. Remember to feed the cat before you go out for a board game day. Otherwise, you might find your fruit bowl halfway across the kitchen <laughs> um, and just um, an angry cat waiting for you at the front door. Don't know if that's a, that, I, I, I don't know if that's a real thing that's ha- ever happened, but um, yeah. Um, you shush me yes. you shush me on my own podcast yeah. my god and and remember remember when you pop you can't stop enjoy Pringles <laughs> please remember. remember well look we're like a minute off from one to hour exactly get get yourself dressed in the morning because no one likes naked people in the street and remember and remember 
to, to get, get into, into your car on the way to work and drive down the road and park outside work and get in. Or if you don't drive, get a bus. You can get a bus. Buses are a mode of transport that are optional to you. And remember. And also remember um, the one-eyed man. You're not trying to do this so it ends exactly on a minute. No. Uh, a minute, an hour, are you? Yeah, pretty much. And remember, remember to... to- Get it in. <laughs> remember to get remember, remember to, to get into games. Sixty minutes. Ah!